This episode was sponsored by HelloFresh. If you want to get your new year started right using America's number one meal kit, go to hellofresh.com casket10 and use code casket10 for 10 free meals, including shipping. Hello, and welcome back to the final Corporate Casket episode of 2020. I'm going to be totally honest here. I have tried multiple times to record this intro, and I've overthought it way too many times in my head. Like, how do I make this sound formal, serious, eloquent, the way I usually attempt to, kind of, in these episodes? But today is just not that day. So in honor of the final 2020 podcast episode, we are going to be talking about something so obscene and disgusting that you might gag as you're listening to it. Today, we're going to be talking about urine therapy because it really sums up just how terrible 2020 was. This is something we can use to end this year. So before we get too far into today's episode, if you're not following the podcast, I assure you that not every single episode is like this at all, I promise. But please follow wherever you're listening because I do upload new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday full of interesting topics, probably things you've never thought to really look or listen into, just like this one. So uh, let's get into it. I think the easiest way to broach a topic like this is to just talk about who's considered the founder of such a thing. Again, this is something just going through my own head right now. I wonder why you would want to be credited as the founder of urine therapy, but that's the thing that you can find on the internet and look at, and that's unfortunately what I did. So let's do this. John W. Armstrong is widely credited with being the founder of modern urine therapy and what a claim to fame, right? But the idea of urine therapy actually dates back to ancient Rome. According to Science World, Romans could wash their mouths and teeth with imported Portuguese pee, believing it to be a cleanser and a whitener. In fact, people from many cultures have been convinced that pee has healing properties, including yogis in India and the modern day China Urine Therapy Association, now 1,000 members strong. But it wasn't until 1945 that John, a British naturopath, brought urine therapy into the mainstream with his book, The Water of Life, a treatise on urine therapy. His book claims urine can cure a ton of things from jaundice to kidney failure to heart disease to malaria to hair loss when it's used properly. But how do they think this thing works? I mean, what is it about urine that we supposedly can't find anywhere else and, you know, should be drinking? Armstrong and supporters assert that reimbiting your own urine returns mineral salts, hormones, and other vital substances back to the body that were made only more potent and refined by repeated filtrations through the liver, aka drinking your own pee over and over and over again. Likening urine consumption to the natural composting processes of nature, Armstrong summarized his argument by saying, 
Rotting dead leaves, when dug back in the soil, provide valuable mineral salts to nourish new plant life. However, urophilia is only part of the story. Urine therapy also involves topical applications of the stuff, usually coupling pea compresses with pea cocktails. Some cultures have also expanded their urine repertoire to adopt cow pee into their healing regimen along with their own urine. The Romans didn't seem to believe that it had to be your own urine that you drank, so they kept large communal urinal troughs in public squares for the citizens to use and to make contributions. Okay, right, so... I knew this was gonna be a difficult topic for me to do, mainly because I'm halfway disgusted and can't stop laughing in between recordings. I just knew though, from the second that I typed urine therapy into a header in Google Doc, but like, holy shit, I feel like I need a break already. I just have this really messed up image of like a bunch of like Roman dudes in togas just pissing in like this large bucket in the middle of a town square. Like it's not what I should be thinking of in the slightest. And yet that's exactly what I'm thinking about for some unknown reason. But the thing is a ton of these pseudoscience or naturopath remedies I hear about are often based on medicines from ancient times, typically because these people have lost their faith in modern medicine. And I'm not trying to say modern medicine is absolutely perfect and does not fail people from time to time or that every single natural remedy doesn't have any merit. There are some clinically proven natural remedies out there, actually like how chamomile tea really does help with sleep and how peppermint actually does seem to relieve some abdominal pain. There's also some seriously fucking crazy ones like bloodletting, cocaine toothache drops, mercury for STDs, and animal dung ointments. And look, we've gone over this type of stuff before. Just because something is natural doesn't mean it's safe or effective. Cyanide is also very natural, but I'm pretty confident in saying that it's uh, something we should not be ingesting. And yet, I guess drinking urine is okay by these people because it's natural and it's an ancient remedy. And since it comes from your body already, perhaps these people think that it just must be okay. Well, spoiler alert, it's not okay and it's disgusting. And we're about to jump into the why portion of this because that's something that needs to be explained as well, apparently. Now, before I get into the absolutely insane urine therapy shenanigans and why it doesn't work, let's get into what urine actually is and when it's been used. According to an article by the Pan-African Medical Journal published online at NCBI, they say, urine is mostly water, lots of urea, uric acid, creatine, various electrolytes, phosphate, and organic acids, only trace amounts of proteins, varying traces of not necessarily active hormones, glucose, and water-soluble vitamins. Urea has a known potent diuretic effect, which is at the base of the 19th century application of cow's urine in the Apozeme Suisse for oedema and ascites. Urine is sterile where it is produced in the kidney, but once it has left the body, it is usually contaminated. It is not toxic per se. There may be rare conditions where urine is the cleanest liquid at hand to pour over a dirty wound or the only liquid to drink when buried under a collapsed building or lost at sea for days. But most of the time there are better or tastier ways to improve one's health. This said, the situation described in the paper by Ogun Shi, Fowl, and Ajayi in this journal is quite different. Here, the use of human or cow's urine does not stem from an esoteric search for eternal youth or someone's personal rage against the establishment. 
but from bare necessity in an economically struggling part of the world where modern medicine or the money to pay for it is lacking. The authors describe the administration of urine to babies and young children with furball or other conditions as a traditional therapy that may be gaining popularity because of increasing poverty. They examine the aspect of bacterial contamination and antibiotic resistance in samples of children and cow's urine. Contamination and bacterial growth in concoctions containing urine is an important issue in a warm climate when the treated patient is a fragile infant. Unsurprisingly, Ogunshi et al. recovered the usual urinary suspects, but more importantly, they found high resistance rates against more commonly available antibiotics. In the absence of proper clinical trials, it is difficult to prove that traditional urine therapy contributes to childhood mortality in Nigeria, but given the results of the present study, the treatment of vulnerable and already ill children with urine should be strongly discouraged. First, do no harm. In poor and struggling households and in places like Nigeria, where many areas in the country lack proper delivery of healthcare services, urine therapy has been used. It's not because urine was the best medicine available or something though. It was used as a home remedy for children with verbal convulsions. And no, this isn't a home remedy that actually works. Nigeria, unfortunately, has a mortality rate of over 4 million children each year. And that bacteria in cow urine may actually be one of the reasons why. More specifically, Citrobacter, Klebsiella, Proteus, E. coli, and Shigella were the most recovered bacterial species from cow urine in these studies, and these bacteria have been implicated in infantile and children gastroenteritis. It's a fact that diarrheal diseases like gastroenteritis are a principal cause of child morbidity and mortality in developing countries like Nigeria as well. So yes, this is likely killing children because of the bacteria. The thing is, urine is not like concentrated vitamins like the urine therapy advocates described earlier. It's not composting. Our body is meant to absorb nutrients and expel waste. I think that's something we learn in like first grade science or something. Like seriously, a website built for kids understanding health explains this. Like take a look. The body produces pee as a way to get rid of waste and extra water that it doesn't need. Before leaving your body, urine travels through the urinary tract. You might wonder how your body ends up with waste it needs to get rid of. Body processes such as digestion and metabolism when the body turns food into energy produce waste or byproducts. The body takes what it needs, but the waste has to go somewhere. Thanks to the kidneys and pee, it has a way to get out. Now, if this is something a child can understand, then I would argue that this is pretty basic and easy to understand. I thought that was actually quite a clear explanation. Obviously it was dumbed down for a child to understand, but I think you guys get my point. So I've got little to no sympathy for grown adults who don't wanna listen to this when they're living in a well-developed country with this information that is very easily and readily available for them to look at. Now, there may be a few of you that want a more in-depth analysis other than this explanation for kids that even the people that practice urine therapy don't seem to understand. So here it is from the BBC. Dr. Ahmed adds, there's actually no medical evidence to show urophagia benefits your health in any way. Urination is one way where our body gets rid of toxic byproducts, he explains. There is no evidence at all that ingesting these substances has any health benefits. While drinking a small amount of urine is unlikely to be hazardous to your health, there is not enough modern science of its efficacy to suggest drinking it is healthy. 
And Dr. Andrew Thornbur warns you that the risk of reintroducing dangerous waste products back into your system when you drink pee. The whole point of urinating is for the kidneys to filter the blood and gets rid of any excess fluids and salts as well as minerals, he tells BBC Three. Urine in a healthy person is made up of about 95% water, but the other 5% is waste products the body is looking to expel, such as potassium and nitrogen, which if you have too much in your body can cause problems. At the same time, Dr. Thornbur adds, drinking urine can be really harsh on your gut and cause problems with your kidneys. When you drink urine, it will eventually come back out again and be much more concentrated, which could lead to gut problems, he says. The kidneys will have to work harder to filter out all the excess again, putting strain on them. Some people think drinking urine gives you a quick vitamin shot, but there are much healthier ways of making sure you get your vitamins, such as eating a healthy and balanced diet or taking supplements. Even if the waste only makes up 5% of urine, nitrogen, sodium, and other minerals can also cause dehydration if they're consumed excessively. There's just literally no evidence that makes this useful in any way. Hell, even the legend about urine being useful for a jellyfish sting, that's a myth too. Urine is not beneficial to drink, to rub on your skin. Just don't fucking do it, okay? Now, advocates, on the other hand, say that it can stop or slow cancer growth, stimulate your body's immune system, or that it inhibits the ability of cancer cells to crowd together. Yet there's so many claims, so many outlandish claims, that this waste our body can make can cure cancer, but not a shred of evidence to back it up. The only proof that these people have are their own anecdotal stories and studies they've manipulated to appear in their favor. And trust me, we're gonna get there. A pharmaceutical journal explains that. When it comes to topical uses of urine, there is certainly some evidence of beneficial action. In particular, Vicaray's 16th century recommendation for battle wounds was probably good advice. Urine is normally sterile when it leaves the bladder, and particularly if you avoid the initial flow, which might wash bacteria from the urethra, could be valuable for irrigating wounds in a battlefield emergency. Nowadays, we have access to plastic pods of sterile, normal saline wound wash, but 500 years ago, urine was probably a better wound cleaner than any sources of water available. If I suffered a scuzzy wound in the wild with nothing else to hand, I might as well followed Vicaray's advice. So I suppose if you have no access to water and you need to wash a wound in an emergency situation, then sure, this wouldn't be the worst way to do it. Otherwise, dumping urine on yourself is just, you know, it's just not it. Now I'm not saying there's no like experiments or enzymes that might be extracted from it. The article does try to get into these theories too, but as long as someone is just drinking or dumping urine on themselves, I've got to question what life decisions led them to that point. I think it's safe to say we all need a slight palate cleanser after just this little bit of what we've been through in this video already. So it's time to talk about today's sponsor, HelloFresh. If you're like me, planning meals, making meals, cooking meals, it's a train wreck. And it's something that I struggle with a lot, which is kind of embarrassing considering I'm in my 20s and I still don't really know how to cook. So in comes HelloFresh. HelloFresh is cutting out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so that I can enjoy cooking and getting dinner on the table within 30 minutes or less. And you know, there's a little pandemic thing going on in the world right now. So it's really nice to be able to have this food perfectly portioned to reduce waste and to have it delivered right to the door so you don't have to go outside, leave your house and you can stay contained and safe. 
HelloFresh offers over 23 recipes every single week to make sure there's something on the menu that you can find. And this includes anything, you know, from regular meals to low-cal, carb-smart, vegetarian, and even pescatarian options, if that's your gig too. And each recipe is packed with fresh produce sourced directly from farmers. Go to hellofresh.com slash casket10 and use code casket10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Again, make sure you go to hellofresh.com slash casket10, use code casket10, you'll get 10 free meals and free shipping. So make sure you try America's number one meal kit and try some delicious meals like what I'm gonna be getting into because Lord knows none of us are going outside anytime soon. So make sure that fresh food is coming home to you. Now, as much as I was dreading reading about what people are doing with their own piss, I knew the time would have to come for the anecdotal evidence to be presented and the manipulated studies I mentioned. For those of you that don't know what anecdotal evidence is, in today's video, it's the stories and experiences people claim to have had with these therapies or remedies in order to justify why they would do something that has no scientific backing. So um, let's get into the evidence, guys. Kaylee Oakley, a 33-year-old yoga teacher from Newington, Kentucky, claims drinking her own urine has given her relief from a number of long-term health issues, including autoimmune disorder Hashimoto's thyroid disease and chronic pain condition fibromyalgia. She tells Press Association she started drinking her own pee, which some call urine therapy, but is also known as urophagia, two years ago. I heard that urine can reset the immune system, promote general good health, and is good for the skin, she says. So I thought I would give it a go. And give it a go, she did. Now, not only does she drink a jar of fresh wee every day, she also uses cotton wool to dab it all over her face, which she claims keeps her skin glowing. Leah Sampson, a 46-year-old woman from Alberta, Canada, told The Sun that drinking her own urine helped her lose half her body weight. Leah said that weighing almost 120 kilograms left her desperate for a fix, which led her to wonder whether urine could help. My friend sent me a YouTube video link of the urine therapy, she said. I stood up in the bathtub, urinated into my hands and drank it. I noted immediately that I ingested too much sodium and vowed to begin removing sodium from my diet immediately. So um, there's some anecdotal evidence. There it was. We just heard that. I am sickened. Now, if Leah could tell from drinking her own salty urine that she needed to cut sodium from her diet, why couldn't she go to a doctor and have a doctor tell her that? If she was eating that much salt, did she seriously need to drink her own pee to tell her that? She even has brushed her teeth and rinsed her eyes with it, which I'm about to gag while just reading that, but let alone there, there are photos and we're not sharing them. Along with this anecdotal evidence, I did find some worrying claims on other websites as to why they believe drinking urine won't do any harm. Rather than dismiss it and say it's not based in any science, I wanted to go through this point by point and explain the issues I have with each. So the first point I read is that urine does not only carry antigens, it also carries antibodies. When people drink urine, the antibodies will return back to the body and boost the power of the body's immune system. Hence, it can enhance immunity. Right above this, this article also claims that urine can't be harmful because you're drinking it, not putting these minerals back into your bloodstream. I mean, we can eat foods high in potassium or sodium with minerals, so to act as if your body doesn't absorb nutrients is just denial. But let's address this antibody claim. Does urine have antibodies in it? Yes, 
it does contain antibodies. Well, and it also contains a range of bacteria, like the ones we mentioned earlier, such as E. coli. According to one source, immunoglobulins are proteins that function as antibodies, which fight infection. There are various types of these proteins that fight different types of infections. Some immunoglobulins can be abnormal and may be due to cancer. Immunoglobulin in the urine can result from an abnormal backup of proteins in tissues and organs, leukemia, blood cancer called multiple myeloma, kidney disorders. Some people have monoclonal immunoglobulins, but do not have cancer. This article, as well as other research papers, state that abnormally high protein levels in urine were typically found among those who are sick, but otherwise, I'm not really seeing any scientific research that shows urine as some antibody goldmine. As for the other claims, this pro-urine drinking article says that it promotes a healthy heart and prevents vital infection and allergies. They say this is due to urokinase and antibodies in urine, which promote good heart health and suppress viral infections. Again, this pro-urine narrative is twisting the truth to suit their needs. Urokinase, in truth, is a thrombolytic drug, which is sometimes called a clot-busting drug. It helps your body produce a substance that dissolves unwanted blood clots. It's used to treat blood clots in the lungs. It's made from human plasma, which may contain viruses and other infectious agents. Donated plasma is tested and treated to reduce the risk of containing infectious agents, but there is still a small possibility it could transmit disease. Now, as much as I try to avoid using Wikipedia as an actual source, and I really prefer to just use it as like an outline template as like where I should generally go to try and look for information, we got to use Wikipedia on this one. It says, the presence of a fibrinolytic enzyme in human urine was reported in 1947 without a name given for such an enzyme behind its effect. In 1952, a purified form of the enzyme was extracted from human urine and named urokinase or urinary kinase. The full text for this article is lost and the only citation points to an abstract of a list of papers read at a conference in the same journal. A few other papers on the purification were published independently around the same time. By 1960, it was unclear whether the activation has anything to do with protease, but a kinase is thought to play a role regardless. Now, I could be interpreting this as well as my other sources wrong, and if I am any doctors, nurses, whatever, you've got full rights to roast me. But from the sounds of things, it's not like drinking urine would give you the same effect as taking the drug. And even though there may be a way to purify urine to get this drug right now, it seems like it's better off being taken from plasma as opposed to bacteria-ridden urine. And as for those claims, it fights hair loss and acne. It doesn't seem like whatever good stuff in urine comes from outweighing the risk. And I can't imagine rubbing bacteria all over your skin is good for it in the long term either, or short term, or ever really. However, there was one study this urine therapy article referenced that did catch my attention because they framed it as scientific proof that urine therapy works. Here's what they said. According to a study which was conducted in 1970 and 1980 by a professor of internal medicine, Evangelos Danaopoulos has done some treatment to cure cancer patients. There are several cases where cancer has been cured exclusively by urine therapy or by adding this particular therapy to a cancer treatment program. 
Interestingly, uric acid has anti-cancer effects and helps to protect the body against cancer. And now, you know I had to find this study to see if it's been debunked or misinterpreted or, you know, whatever. So I did. And I found that Dr. Danopoulos experimented with injecting two to three milliliters of a urea solution into fast-growing tumors. And according to another source, patients with multiple secondaries in liver had very good symptomatic relief with oral urea. Urea therapy is simple, cheap, and safe method of treating advanced stages of cancer, where very little can be done by the accepted lines of treatment such as surgery or radiotherapy. This line of treatment can be practiced even in a consulting room or primary health center. Urea has been ineffective in other cases, but urea dysfunctions have proven to be an excellent signal for diagnosing cancer early on. According to Medical News Today, in 2018, a new study now published in the journal Cell suggests the way in which the human body processes nitrogen might be key to finding new ways of detecting and destroying cancer. Nitrogen is a gas that is vital for all organisms, both plants and animals need it in order to make proteins. When our body processes nitrogen, it generates a substance called urea as waste. The body later eliminates this substance through urine. This metabolizing process is called the urea cycle and it takes place in the liver. New research suggests that dysregulations in the urea cycle could be a marker of cancer. The new study was led by Dr. Eilat Erez from the Wiseman Institute of Science in Renovat, Israel. Urea is a useful tool and I'm not going to deny that. And this is what I think gives urine drinkers any credibility to any of their followers, despite it appearing so ridiculous. But does anyone remember what the advocates for urine therapy said a little while ago? They said that any poisons or toxins in urine were irrelevant because it's not injected into the bloodstream. So why is it that the negative effects aren't going to be absorbed and they don't matter, but this urea will be absorbed despite it not being injected? Plus, the article says that urine can fight cancer when in actuality, what the doctor found was that urea had useful properties. Urea doesn't equal urine. Urine contains some urea, but you're far better off taking urea, the drug, than hoping to get some in your system from drinking piss. Plus, since 1828, we've been able to make urea in laboratories, so you don't need to get urea from urine. It does have a ton of medical uses, and yes, rehydrating the skin, whitening the teeth, and being in cosmetics is one of them. But again, this doesn't mean urine itself has those uses when you fucking drink it. Now, not to mention on a totally separate tangent here, but if you actually have cancer, these treatments, whether it's urea or chemotherapy or whatever the hell else it might be, they need to be controlled and prescribed. So it is beyond me as to how these urine therapy people think that they can just go around drinking what they believe is a cancer curing pee if they don't even have cancer. But I guess that's just the mindset that exists there. So now we need to talk about the actual negative effects that this has had on people. Now, a small trigger warning for those of you that are uncomfy with this. Um, Some of these are really, really quite disgusting and disturbing. And the reason that I told you not to eat lunch or dinner or breakfast or whatever the hell you may potentially be eating while you're watching this. One article from ESCRS or the European Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgeons has said the following about urine therapy. The ancient traditional eye remedy of instilling urine into the eye can have devastating consequences when used by patients with gonorrhea. 
Eyes that contract gonorrhea in this way generally have poor visual outcomes, said Karina Slazis, MD, Nelson R. Mandela School of Medicine in Durban, South Africa. I work at a referral eye hospital where we receive many patients from both rural and urban parts of the natal province. We tend to see sporadic cases of adult gonorrhea conjunctivitis, and this tends to be the result of self-inoculation when a patient uses his urine as a form of traditional eye medicine. These patients present with purulent discharges, lid, oedemia, and chemosis. All had a positive history for traditional eye medicine use in the form of urine instilled into the eyes. All cases had various degrees of corneal melt, ranging from peripheral guttering with or without iris prolapse to total corneal melt. And as of writing this, I I just... I want to let you know if you want to see the photos, they'll be in my sources that I link in my little description area. But if you're watching this in video form, these aren't going to be seen. If you're listening to this in audio form, very good. Continue doing that. (laughs) In these areas in South Africa where patients have used urine therapy, it's not doing any favors whatsoever. And as long as people continue to ignore science and believe that there's some merit to it, these horrific conditions will only spread. Dr. Slazis did continue in the article stating that modern immigration patterns are introducing traditional medicine to new places all over the world, bringing with it the risk of eye infection. One recent example of this phenomenon was an outbreak in patients in Miami with this conjunctivitis who had used urine as an eye therapy during an epidemic of acute hemorrhagic conjunctivitis. A case report has been published on a patient in Sydney developing diffuse lanomer carinitis in association with conjunctivitis three years post-LASIK. Dr. Slazik said in some success has been achieved in educating traditional healers and the general public about the traditional medicines that should be avoided. The mantra, prevention is better than cure, really prevails. Close cooperation between traditional healers and Western medical practitioners should continue to strengthen to prevent unhealthy eye practices, she added. And yet still so many people will turn to this and it really doesn't help when websites that go by the legit sounding name of Health Vision are nothing but scams with an article literally entitled Urine Therapy Drugless System of Healing. There's even a group out there, the China Urine Therapy Association, which is still active online despite being listed as an illegal organization. One 2016 article claims that the group which advocates drinking one's own urine to cure disease and aid good health was registered in Hong Kong in 2008. The association was exposed by mainland media outlet in 2014 as not having qualifications from the Chinese government, though it claimed it did. It was later included in a list of illegal organizations released by the Ministry of Civil Affairs in March. However, the association is still active on the internet and has about 4,000 members in its online chat group. The discussions are mainly about the experience of drinking urine and its effects. In the Tapir Times, a satire website, it pokes fun at the group and says that urine therapy just gives these people an extra 10 years on their life and wondering why they're still single. The Times of India, on the other hand, says that the group's illegal status has made it more difficult to enter into the group whereas Shanghaiist argues that the association is still going strong after their ban, despite a slower flow of new members. Their article read, many across China have joined in hopes of curing their diseases or maintaining their good health. 
For instance, one proud member, an old man from Chengdu, has been drinking his own urine for the past 23 years and claims that it cures all illnesses. A younger man from Wuhan has credited urine therapy with curing his hypothyroidism. Bao Yafu, the chairman of China Urinotherapy Association, consistently advocates for the benefits of drinking urine. His daily routine includes not just drinking it, but also washing his eyes and face with piss. As bizarre as this form of therapy is, the Global Times helps to explain why it's so popular. Many practitioners are from lower socioeconomic classes and may not be able to afford standard medication. Others may have simply lost confidence and patience with conventional healthcare methods and are seeking an alternative way to cure what ails them. Most who end up participating in urine therapy are senior citizens who are susceptible to healthcare fraud. Now, for any viewers out there who may be bold or stupid enough to think that trying this just to see what happens is a good idea, don't. And that's because others already have. One writer on The Thrillist apparently tested urine as a face wash in 2016 just to see what would happen and what merit this had. She said that after many normal treatments like Accutane, her pimples cleared, but her face was still sensitive and dry. After replacing her face wash with urine, however, she said that nothing happened, at least for a few days. And then, as she puts it, my skin took a turn for the worst. The tiny red bumps I was trying to eliminate were bigger and redder, and the skin around them drier and scalier. Weird skin reactions call for immediate action, so I stopped my intricate morning pee routine. Soon after, my skin started peeling, and when the peeling stopped a few days later, my face felt softer than it had in months. The bumps were gone, and my face was no longer an inflammation zone, but was urine responsible. Like, yes, that's an easy answer. The urine was absolutely responsible for why your face was breaking the fuck out. One doctor apparently literally told her she basically got diaper rash on her face. Urea, the whole compound that people say is so good for your skin, is more present in skincare than it even is in urine. One article explains, Dr. Shah doesn't recommend using urine on your face, not because it's dangerous or can cause a reaction akin to diaper rash, but because it's just not that effective. Urine is primarily water and there's very little urea in it, she clarifies. It contains less than 5% and actual skincare products with urea usually contain 10% or more. So... Does urine have some useful things in it? Sure, it does, but you won't really get any health benefits from drinking it, and you're more likely to just get a diaper rash on your face or potentially go blind and completely fuck your eyes up for life if you wanna put it in your eyes for some reason. And so, yeah, that's where we are just very quickly, just we're ending it, we're done. I've got nothing left to say. I'm pretty pretty grossed out by this, and, and of course, this is how I would choose to end the year with this type of video. I do hope none of you actually enjoyed this video. Maybe you learned something from it. Uh, Maybe you enjoyed hearing me butcher a couple more words. I don't know really, but uh, if you learned something from this video, leave a like. I'm not gonna ask if you enjoyed it. Please don't enjoy this video. If you want to see my sourcing that I use to create this video, links are in the description box as well as all of my social media and all the other projects and things that I'm involved in as well. Thank you so much everyone for making it to another episode. Um, I hope 2021 is is not as terrible as 2020 has been. And uh, yeah, terrible joke. See you in the next year. Bye, guys.